Hello, everyone, and welcome back to But Did They Do It podcast. I am your host, McKinley Daw. It has been a while, guys. I know. I know I said things are going to get more consistent, and I definitely didn't stick with it like I wish I had. I just got caught up with moving and school and just put everything to the side, but I'm trying to get back into it. So I've kind of come to the conclusion that I'm just going to do episodes every other week. Um, if I am unable to make a Tuesday episode, I'll be sure to come out with one later in the week. I was trying to be more flexible with myself and with the schedule, so it's better for me and for everyone so I can keep doing this because I love doing it. Um, and whenever I step away from it, I just end up really missing it. So I appreciate your patience while I figure this out, but I'm happy to be back. And we have two very special guests for today's episode. I have my two lovely roommates, Lauren and Mo. So do you guys just want to say, <laughs> say like some, like, I don't know, say your name and where you're from. Okay, Lauren. I'm Lauren Gill, and I'm from Dothan, Alabama. From where? <laughs> where are you from? Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> I feel like this is an icebreaker in <laughs> college class. I'm, I'm Mo, and I'm from phoenix arizona <laughs> did you just like blink out there for a second I, I didn't want people to know where i was really from like oh, okay abroad a, oh. a broad place okay okay that's fair <laughs> i don't have that many listeners <laughs> but but i am so happy to have them on today and it's just gonna be so fun um but anyways so for today's episode even though this podcast revolves kind of around the theme of wrongful convictions and their devastating effects, wrongful accusations can be just as devastating. And with today's case, we see the devastating effects of a wrongful accusation can have on an investigation and the accused as well. The disappearance of three-year-old Madeline McCann from a holiday apartment in Portugal in 2007 is a mystery that continues to baffle and haunt us. The case has seen countless headlines, theories, and even accusations but amidst it all, one question remains. What happened to Madeline? Throughout the investigation, her parents were accused in the media of being the murderers of their own child. These accusations are believed by many to be wrong and believed by others to be completely plausible. So did Madeline's parents take her, murder her, and cover it up? Did they pretend to be caring and concerned parents, or did they actually feel so? This is the case of the disappearance of Madeline McCann and the accusations against her parents, Kate and Jerry McCann. In 2007, the McCann family left their home in Rothley, Leicestershire, United Kingdom, to go on a much-needed holiday or vacation. Both Kate and Jerry McCann were doctors. Kate was a general practitioner and Jerry was a cardiologist, so with their busy schedule, they were excited to go on vacation with their friends and three children to just get away from the craziness of their careers. So they arrived in Portugal on April 28, 2007 at their condo resort called the Ocean Club Complex in Praia de Luz. While in Portugal, the family and their friends went to the beach the kids went to the kids' club, and the adults played tennis and drank. Overall, they just had a relaxing vacation. One routine that the group had become accustomed to while on their holiday was leaving the children in their respective apartments to sleep, with the adults checking on their own children every 20 to 30 minutes while they ate dinner at the Tapas restaurant just 100 yards away from the apartments. 
though, towards the end of the vacation, the rule of checking on your own children became a little loose, and other adults were checking on other people's children. Uh, I, I would not trust someone else to check my child. I wouldn't even leave my child, like, in a hotel room, like, or apartment by themselves. Yeah, that's, like, the whole thing that the story is, like, why people think they did it, and we'll talk about this more later, but it's, like, why would you leave your child sleeping in the apartment in a country that you've never even been to yeah in a foreign country and just like check like trust your family friends to check on your kids and have it be like okay Mm -mm. couldn't couldn't be me (laughs) will never be me but we're not here to judge it's fine (laughs) we're we're like continuously judging them right now (laughs) we're not here to judge but we're gonna judge the (laughs) entire episode us judging we're not here to judge us judging the entire episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll talk. And we're probably going to judge more later because we're going to talk about it again. Okay. Perfect. So uh, the group made a reservation at the same time each night at the same table with a view, though it was kind of obstructed by trees, to their apartments so they could see like the front door of their apartments vaguely. So there were nine adults total on the vacation and just knowing who each one is is just important to keeping the story straight because they each witness different things. Mm-hmm. So the people on the vacation were David and Fiona Payne, Fiona's mother, Diane Webster, Matthew and Rachel Oldfield, and Russell O'Brien and his girlfriend, Jane Tanner. So Matthew, Russell, and both David and Fiona had studied medicine together at Leicestershire University in the early 90s and became friends with the McCanns when they moved to Leicestershire. Now back to May 3rd. So, this was the sixth day of their trip, and as kids tend to be, they had completely tired themselves out, playing in the sun all week, so by the end of the day, they're exhausted. So, Kate picked the kids up from the kids' club and took them back to the apartment to start their bedtime routine. She read Madeline and the twins, Emily and Sean, a book, and before the book could even finish, all three children were asleep. And some point before the kids had fallen asleep, Jerry came in and said goodnight to them, but then went to go get ready for dinner. So after the kids had fallen asleep, Kate got ready for dinner, and at around half past eight, the McCanns were the first group to arrive at the Tapas restaurant. Matt and Rachel got to the restaurant around nine and told the McCanns that as they walked by the outside of their apartment, everything had sounded quiet. But nonetheless, Jerry McCann made the smart decision to get up at 9.05 to perform the first official check on his children. And at this point, the children would have not had someone truly check on them in 35 minutes because they left and got to the restaurant at like 8.30. So he walked out of the restaurant and walked the 100 yards to the back patio door of the apartment, which they had left unlocked. Yeah, kind of scary. So the front door of the apartment was located near the room where the kids had been sleeping, and they feared that coming and going through that door would wake the children. So they left that one locked but kept the back door oh, unlocked. No, 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 no. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, but the weird thing is, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this once we get further in the story, but there's something weird about it. It's like, they leave the back door unlocked, but again, okay, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on that. Well, I'll, I'll let you know what I think is weird when, when we get to that point. Okay. Any other, any other thoughts? Way to edge us. <laughs> I'm keeping you guys on edge. That's what I'm here for. So, when Jerry went to check on the children, everything was just as they had left it. He opened the door to the room, saw the children were asleep and accounted for, and he, later Jerry said that he just admired his children 
feeling lucky to have such three beautiful children since prior to Madeline, the couple had had fertility troubles and had trouble having children. So then Jerry closed the door, leaving it slightly open and left through the back patio door and walked back to the restaurant. So I assume by this point, it's probably like 9.10. At 9.25 p.m., Kate got up to go check on the kids, but Matt offered to go check for her. Hmm. Weird. Wait, <laughs> did, they, did they have kids, the other people? Yeah. I think, I don't think, um, I don't think Russell and Jane had kids, but David and Fiona definitely had kids, and so did the other couple, and Matt, had, Matt and his wife had kids. Hmm. So they each had kids sleeping in, like, their own apartments. But he was like, hey, I have to go check on my own kids. I'll just check on yours while I'm on my way there. Huh. I mean, I guess that does make sense a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. It like, does have them all going yeah. over there. Yeah, that's why it got loose, because at first it was so like, every couple's just going to check on their own kids when they want to check on their own kids. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just weird. Why wouldn't you just let the mom do it? Like, I know it might have been, like, it's nice for him to offer, mm-hmm. and especially since he's a f- friend of the family. And they probably trusted him. But, like, at this point, who, like, knows who you can trust? Especially what happens after all of this. So, anyways, nonetheless, Matt went to go check on the kids. So, Matt went through the back patio door, but he didn't go into the room. He didn't open the door to see and didn't see the kids. He said that he saw some light and the possible sound of one of the twins just rolling over. But he didn't hear anything else, so he left. He, he didn't, didn't physically see the kids. He didn't go. Oh, but then when he reported back, did he say it was all good still? They don't say, but I would assume so because he did, didn't say he didn't see anything else. He's like, it was all, like it was fine. Your kids are fine. But he never laid eyes on them. So wait, wait where was the light coming from? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how would they have been able to turn on the light? Weren't they, like, really little? I don't mean the light, like, was on in the room. The light wasn't on in the room. It's just, like, there was lights behind the apartment. They probably were shining through the window. Or they left, like, a nightlight on or something. They don't really say. Mm-hmm. But they, but the light was, I would assume, is not fully on because that's not how they left it. And yeah. if he saw it like that, he'd think that was weird. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Mm. I don't know. I just think he should have... If you're going to go check on someone's kids, truly check on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't just sit there and be like, okay, I didn't hear anything, so it's probably fine. That's just Especially crazy. if you, like, volunteered. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just a little fishy. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But anyways, so then he went back. Everything's fine, whatever. At 10 p.m., so, like, 30 minutes after that, Kate went to go check on the children. So she walked to the back patio door, went through the back patio door, walked to the bedroom and saw the door just slightly more open and a little bit more light than she expected to see. But she just assumed Matt had just like likely just left the door open a little bit more than they normally had because he didn't know. And so Kate closed the door a little more, but then Wynn slammed the door shut. So she's like, what the heck? So Kate opened the door, curious about the wind that had slammed the door shut since no windows or anything had been opened. When she entered the room, she saw that Madeline's bed was empty and the window and the shutters were wide open. Mm. <gasps> you're joking not joking oh. within the span of like an hour because they got to the restaurant at 8 30 at 9 30 she's gone but the two tw- the twins are still there madeline's the only kid sense. why would they just take one or like if somebody took i don't know that just doesn't make sense how old me. how old were the twins like little 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 babies that's insane not I, maybe a year old but like oh babies because madeline was only three 
Oh, wow. Well, it's probably a one-man job then. But if they like his mother. Well, we'll talk about about theories. So she ran back to the restaurant to to alarm everyone about Madeline's abduction. So a huge search then broke out, and almost everyone from the Ocean Club joined in the search. And everyone was basically searching from the beach to every corner of the club to the streets of Praia de Luz. Like, they were looking everywhere. Like, she had only been gone for, couldn't even have been an hour. Like, how far could she have gone? So the police were called hours after Madeline was found to be missing. The GNR, which is basically just the Portugal police, Mm -hmm. is just like the small town police unit. And they were the first on the scene and were sure that Madeline had, basically they were like, oh, she probably just wandered off and like fell asleep in a bush. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? They said that. They said (laughs) she probably just wandered off and fell asleep in a bush. Where? Out the effing window? (laughs) (laughs) She's three years old. What was the height from the window? You know what I mean? Like. Was it, the first was it like a? Did she have to like yeah, jump? they were on the first. They were on the first floor, but like, um, I don't like. I don't think she was a very tall little girl. Like, I think it would have been hard for her to climb out the window. No, she most definitely would have fallen out of the window. Like, even from the height. Yeah, you don't yeah. wander off as a three-year-old yeah. and just fall asleep in a bush. That you doesn't happen. You don't wake up, and then your immediate instinct as a three-year-old girl is. I'm going to open this window, and I'm going to climb out, and I'm going to sleep outside. I'm going to go fall asleep in a bush, because I don't want to be in my bed. I just want to go fall asleep in a bush right now. No, that's not... Like, your first instinct would be to cry, right? Yeah. Like, to cry. Sit and cry for your mom. It's so I literally have an all capitals in parentheses, how ridiculous of a theory is that? Like, that's literally so ridiculous. I don't understand, though, why... They took so long to call the police. You said they were called hours, hours. later? Hours after. Do we know That's who? Fishy. Do we know who what? Like who called the police? I think it was like someone at the front desk. It wasn't even the parents? I think they were so busy looking for her. And then I think word got back to like the people at the front desk of the hotel or the resort. And they were like, oh, we need to call police. That'd be my first no, thing yeah, I would do. No, yeah, that'd be my first thing. I'd, I'd, call, I'd the call the police. Yeah. They, they just all started like bring dogs, yeah. like do the yeah. most. They just all started freaking out and started looking for her. Like, but like still. So two hours after Madeline was discovered missing, the GNR made an alert to the PJ, which is essentially just the FBI of Portugal, and investigators were sent out. When they got there, they went to the bedroom where she was taken first, but unfortunately, they just found a scene with a serious lack of preservation. Since Kate found Madeline's bed empty, the room had been torn apart in the search for her. They, like, nothing was as it had looked when Kate first found her. It did not look the same. So, the search continued late into the night. And at one point, this is kind of crazy, at one point in the search, Jane Tanner, the girlfriend, realized she might have witnessed Madeline's abduction firsthand. You mean to tell me she didn't realize that? Uh, when they first <laughs> realized they were uh, being abducted. I'm sorry, what? I don't know. It's so dumb. So at 9.15, um, which is like, so Kate went to go check on her kids at like 9.30. So this would be in between Matt checking on them and Kate checking on them. Okay. So at 9.15 p.m., Jane went to go check on her own children. When she saw a man crossing the road at the corner by the McCann's apartment, holding what appeared to be a child wearing pink pajamas and no shoes. She at first thought it was weird, 
but apparently didn't think much of it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't say anything. She didn't like, say she anything. Didn't say anything. And I'm pretty sure, I can't remember in my research, but I'm pretty sure Madeline was wearing pink pajamas or something like that. Well, obviously, because, because that, that makes obviously was holding her. her. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, wait, by I the saw way, this. Like, I actually saw your daughter get abducted. But, like, I didn't think way. about it until now. Yeah, yeah, it's been hours. Like, I, I thought it was weird, but remember. I didn't say anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think she just thought it was weird because, in or like, there's a ton of resorts around the place they're staying. It's a pretty popular tourist area. And people were, like, picking up their kids from places and, like, carrying them all the time. So she just thought, like, oh, maybe he's just, like, picking up his kid. Whatever. Hmm. So, literally, so dumb. So... Jane Tanner described the man as slim, with lank, dark hair, dressed in a brown jacket and beige trousers. The police sketch that came up of, like, of this man isn't very detailed or honestly helpful at all, but I'll put it up on our Instagram so you guys can see it, and then I'll show you guys after. But it's, it literally doesn't, it doesn't even show his face. It's, like, a side profile that just has, like, hair and what he was wearing, and then, like, he, like, has his arms, like, in a kind of a carrying, like, bride almost position. And then you can just see kids' legs, like, her, the feet like this. It literally doesn't did, show. Like, they didn't try to draw his face? Well, I don't think she saw his face. It was dark. So, like, all she saw was him carrying it. But, like, I don't believe anything that comes out of this woman's mouth. I think she's Forget Jane Tanner. I think she was sleeping with that man. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's an, that's an interesting theory. I kind of like it. So anyways, so, and then this is where it gets a little bit more crazy. So she saw this guy at 9.15 p.m. At around 10 p.m., an Irish family said they saw the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. An Irish family saw the same thing Jane did, but noticed that the man was just walking really quickly. But they didn't really say anything else. They were just like, oh, yeah, that sounds like kind of like the man we saw, but like he was walking really fast Hmm. with the kid. So (laughs) kind of weird. So, at first, there were lots of issues with the family communicating with the police due to the language barrier. Obviously, they're from England, and in Portugal, they speak Portuguese. So, they were having a hard time making themselves understood, and kind of why, like, what they needed and what happened. Mm -hmm. So, in general, Praia de Luz wasn't known as a particularly unsafe place. It is generally considered a very safe place to be. That's why it was a popular holiday destination spot for many European families. So as the case went on, a few theories began to emerge as to what could have happened to Madeline McCann. So we're going to go over them. So one of the first was a crime that was possibly drug and gang related. Praia de Luz, which is found in the Algarve province of Portugal, is located in the southern part of Portugal. That's kind of close to Morocco which is where a lot of the cannabis and other various types of drugs are manufactured and then sent to Europe. Mm. 70 to 80% of the drugs that were trafficked through or to Portugal were apprehended in Algarve, in the province that mm. Praia de Luz is in. Mm. So I'm not really sure what they're, like, thinking with that. Yeah, like, why, I, like, why would they then assume, like, oh, but it's still safe? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Probably because, like, nothing that bad has happened with it before. It was just more like... I think their theory is kind of like, oh, maybe one of the friends was involved in it, or maybe Jerry and Kate were involved with the drugs, and, like, the drug people were like, hey, you owe us, and then we're going to take your kid. Something like that. <laughs> but, like, I don't I don't think that theory is 
very likely. That's wild. Drugs for your kid. We'll take your kid if we'll if you let us have your kid. We'll give you drugs. Like no. Yeah. We will. Um. If if you um give us drugs, we'll we'll give you our our kid. (laughs) Can you imagine? That'd be so messed up. Like what? We won't give you back your own kid, but we'll give you ours instead. (laughs) Okay. We don't want it anymore. Okay, yeah, I think <laughs> I think this theory is so unlikely. I don't think, like, like cool story. Like, fun that drugs are apprehended there, but, like, no, that wasn't it. So another theory that, I, that I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe. Another theory that has surfaced is that Madeline was taken by a predator. According to Anthony Summers in The Disappearance of Madeline McCann, which is the documentary on this case, I would highly recommend it. He said, one startling element is the sheer number of sexual predators in the area at the time. (laughs) They're saying this is such a safe place, but there's drugs and there's sexual predators. I I feel like this is the least safe place. You could take your child and leave them in an apartment while you go drink. why would you i mean did they even know that like they're like we're gonna leave our kids unsupervised in an unlocked apartment in a province of portugal that is infamously known for its sexual predators and its drugs (laughs) no that's that's insane so fun anyways so it's theorized that she was taken by a local man who had staked out the family and their routine and took madeline because of sexual motives because routine is dangerous, people. We always say routine is good, but it's so dangerous. Because people can watch you. Like, on vacation, they did the same thing every night. Someone's watching them like, oh, they leave their kids alone for at least 30-minute increments every night. And they leave this door unlocked, or they leave the window unlocked. See, that was the weird thing that I was saying is they left the back door unlocked, but they took her through the window. So it's like... Well... Did they leave the window unlocked or did they just leave the door unlocked and he heard Jane coming in and so he slammed the door? It wasn't the wind that slammed the door. Yeah, whatever her name is. I don't know. (laughs) Kate. He heard Kate coming in so he couldn't go back out through the door so he slammed the door and hurrying went through the window. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think it would have been... I think he, the, whoever took her probably took her before they were even oh, came back. I guess because that chick saw saw him before she went and checked him. it until hours later. She's literally so dumb. Jane Tanner, if you're listening to this, you're stupid. You're definitely not. But anyways, so it was theorized that something went wrong when whoever took her and the pedophile ended up killing her and buried her body, possibly in the sea where it would never be found or that he sold her into child sex trafficking. Which, as sad as it is, I feel like that's, like, pretty likely. No, yeah, because that's so realistic. Like, the, yeah. that movie well, that came out? Yeah, Sound, Sound of, of Freedom. Freedom, yeah. Oh. Like, she was a three-year-old blonde girl. Blue eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, European-looking. Like, um, probably, yeah, really. Young. Mm-hmm. And I feel and like, isn't that, like, the... This is so horrible, but isn't that just, like, prime for, like, sex traffickers? Oh, no, yeah. I'm sure. but like and it honestly makes sense that he would go and sell her because why would he just kill her after if he could get money out of her yeah well what would be the whole point of him stealing or taking her 
if he was just gonna kill her yeah i don't know that something went wrong and he had no choice or but i bet he sold her so some on like is there not ways to find like kids in trafficking there is but it's hard she was three years old and this was in 2007 it's been so many years she wouldn't look the same so it's like hard you know if she even if this was like if they tried to find her shortly after this happened she definitely still wouldn't look the same like her hair would have been cut she would have been like beaten and bruised like she wouldn't look like how they would recognize her and even if she did come home like she's basically spent her entire life in sex trafficking like she would not be the same no yeah so i like for safety purposes i hope that's not true i like as sad as it sounds i would rather have her be dead and buried than in sex trafficking because that's just so much worse but some unlikely theories include that this one's kind of interesting i don't think this is true but it's kind of interesting this theory is that she was taken by a childless couple who took her to raise her as their own child (laughs) (laughs) that is what you call blind optimism right there (laughs) maybe a childless couple took her and raised her really well on their own they couldn't have their own kids and they just wanted one so bad (laughs) like blonde and blue eyed that's the dream (laughs) i know it's so this theory includes that maddie is probably just out there somewhere in the world but doesn't know who she is like they renamed her whatever several people have actually come forward like being like hey i'm madeline mccann (laughs) 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 they've been like hey girl pops sorry i was gone for so long chilling in arkansas <laughs> what? like where where are these people coming from no literally so many no, i think it was like what's so weird is like i didn't realize that like she would not know what happened no nope, like, she, she was, was so young. like she no she and she wouldn't have an accent right because she would just lose it right yeah i would assume so that's so crazy but like yeah, yeah it's so, like i think there was like two or three instances where people came forward they're like yeah, I am Madeline McCann, and I was taken from Portugal, and, <laughs> and they, like, do DNA tests, and they're like, honey, you're not Madeline McCann. You're just crazy, and you should go <laughs> be institutionalized. Do you think they genuinely believe they were Madeline, or do you think they were just trying to get money or something? But, like, what money? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was, like, there's no, some, like, hey, some, Madeline, come forward. We'll give you $10,000. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she's, like, she's literally in the middle of, like, a sex trafficking ring. She sees that. She's like, oh. I can get ten thousand dollars. I'm coming home. <laughs> no, it's like literally like what even makes them think that? Like I don't, I don't know what makes them think that. But like they come forward and they're like, "Hey, well we're gonna DNA test you," and then they're like, "You're not Madeline McCann, honey." I don't know. Maybe because Kate and Jerry were like doctors, so they were probably pretty well off. Oh, yeah. So they're like, "I'm gonna pretend to be these people's daughter and I'm gonna steal Heck, all I their money, bleach my hair, and get contacts." <laughs> He would Lauren's gonna come forward and be like, "I am Madeline, I am McCann. Madeline McCann." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, wait! I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but I'm Madeline McCann." <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, no. I. This is so funny. It's so ironic that you're doing a case what? about me. Because <laughs> that's you guys. That's me. Oh my gosh. I'm so where, glad we where found are my you. Mom and Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Go find them. <laughs> <laughs> they're England. I think they're so, still they're still alive. It's so bad. <laughs> it's what? so messed up. That poor family. Like Kate and Jerry are like, oh my god, it's our daughter. 
true we're getting to that we're getting to that so another theory yeah jane's an idiot we've we've been over this so another theory includes that madeline has already been found and that her parents are keeping it quiet for privacy reasons people actually believe that shiz why would they why would they be like we don't want anyone to know that we found our child Probably because they've been so, like, scrutinized in the media and, like, pretty much everyone hates them. But, like, we're all still searching for her. Yeah. We well, I know. would, like, if people were, like, they killed her, they killed her. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, literally, she's here she is. I ain't here no murderer. I ain't no murderer. She's right here. She's right here. Right here. Yeah, I don't think that's true either. No, I seriously no. doubt it. Okay, now <laughs> the that's yeah. So now the main theory that a lot of people believe to be true is that Kate and Jerry McCann took and murdered their own daughter. Okay, because they were the only ones that really saw them. Matt never saw them. Saw her, oh. I guess. So Kate and Jerry were the last people to see Madeline alive, oh. supposedly. But. but D- weren't they like at dinner like when would they have stolen her and oh, murdered before her? murdered her before and left her in the room and said we checked on them and they were fine but then where would they have taken her i don't know they showed up half an hour early to the restaurant anyways we're gonna keep keep going with this so kate and jerry were actually named as persons of interest by the portugal police and an investigator actually repeatedly came out and stated that he believes Kate and Jerry killed their daughter. Wow. So, like, people, like, investigators believe this, which is crazy. So, a lot of the speculation came after forensic search dogs came in to the apartment and indicated blood in the apartment that had apparently been cleaned up. So, Kate and Jerry were also made out to be the bad guys in the media because they left their child unattended in a foreign country with essentially the perfect opportunity for anyone to have taken their child. The thoughts on the blood. Thoughts on the blood. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? How do you wait? How do the dogs even know, though? Because um, do- there's dogs they're that are trained to, do that. to like, take the sense of blood. But did they test it? But, like, like, did they see? So okay, they so here was the thing. Speech? Or, like, how, like, how did they, like, what was, how did it get cleaned up that then they're, like... I don't know. They didn't say this was originally blood that was on this floor, and now it's blood. yeah. But I think it was in the closet. It was in the closet of Ooh. one of the rooms. Like yeah. So I think the theory is like, okay, they killed her, put her in the closet, and while everyone was frantically searching for their child, so they may have like t- taken her body and like put her away. But I don't know because I think I can't remember what they say about. Um, like what it was, because I mean, obviously, it ends up not being like important, right? Or else, like they'd be like, "Holy crap, they killed their child!" Yeah. But like, I I think they said something. I can't remember what they said in the documentary. Something like like bloody nose. Something like it wasn't like, or it wasn't enough blood to have been like to kill her essentially. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, cause yeah, like I mean. There's blood that's cleaned up from our floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> on our, in our bathroom. <laughs> what are you saying, though? You wanna <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, the dogs would be howling if they came in our <laughs> <laughs> And we didn't kill anybody. We, we, did, promise. We, did not, we did not lay a finger on a soul, y'all. Don't worry. Mm-mm, we did not. <laughs> but 
Anyways, so a lot of the accusations really hurt the McCann family and Kate and Jerry's marriage. They are still married, but, like, it was a little rocky. Mm. The family actually stayed in Portugal for months following Maddie's disappearance, but eventually were like, okay, we're just going to go home. Yeah, how'd they afford that? Were they staying at the, at the resort still? They were yeah, they were living in the same apartment. Oh, or, they, no, they, they, they cleared the crime scene cleared that apartment out as a crime scene they're staying in a different apartment oh, in the same I resort feel like that's a little that's messed up but they stayed there because they wanted to like keep updates on their right, her case and like because like the whole thing in the documentary is like it was so hard for them to like get the police to do things and to like communicate with them because the language mm. barrier that's like it was so just hard. difficult so i honestly just kind of feel bad for the McCann's more than anything because everyone's saying they killed their daughter but like I don't think they did no yeah can you imagine getting accused of, of killing, killing your, your own daughter that's sad that's and that's what really born. yeah that's what really messes it up is like the police had such tunnel vision like they were like oh like Kate and Jerry killed their daughter like that's pretty much it we're not really gonna do anything else and then completely disregard the fact that Jane saw a man carrying a child with pink pajamas yeah, pretty much. Did so I say the right name? Was yes. it, it's, yes, Jane? it's Jane. Okay. So, and it's just like some people believe that the McCanns drugged their children to help them fall asleep. Just like, not like drugged. Drug is a strong like word, Benadryl. like Benadryl right, yeah. melatonin type okay. thing. But, and they just like, like the theory is that Maddie, they just had given Maddie too much on accident and she died from it. And they just tried to cover it up, which would not explain the blood. Yeah. And my issue with this theory is. That, like I said, what is up with the blood in the apartment then? And they were both doctors. So how could yeah, they have possibly let that slide? They were not going to, like, be like, oh, freak, we accidentally gave her two Benadryl, like, and now she's dead. Now she's dead. Like, oh. no. Yeah, no, there's no way, like, they would know of some way to, like, restart her heart or something. Like, figure something out. And I don't think they would have even made that mistake in the first place like as a doctor you're not giving your kid the wrong dose of sleeping medicine well my theory is like with the blood like i feel like if you were to kill i mean i mean i don't know but like in movies like when you, when you like slice somebody's throat like blood goes everywhere it's not just like a little a little something yeah and like they wouldn't have time to clean all of that up if they were to like kill her some crazy way like i feel like they wouldn't have time to clean that up if they'd already well and i feel like even if they did accidentally kill her, like, no sane parent, and maybe maybe it's because they're not sane, I don't know, but no sane parent would be like, now we have to hide our, ch- our daughter's body time. so that we don't go to jail. Like, I think they would, like, I can't imagine that they would try to get rid of their daughter's body. Yeah. And I agree with Lauren. Like, if they, like killed her by some like really crazy way there would be blood everywhere yeah. like maybe maybe the blood is like oh madeline got a bloody nose in the middle of the night one of the days of the trip like it's, it's the blood is not that big of a deal to me like yeah. it's not that crazy and yeah i just don't think think it's plausible some people believe that kate and jerry were involved with drug and gangs in portugal and had pissed them off for some reason and that whatever gang they were associated with took one of their children for collateral no. or like payment. That's Which do if you see a picture of these people, they do not look like they're they are part of a gang. England. Like I don't I don't I don't picture 
that British that's people involved like British people. doctors involved in a gang in yeah. Portugal it doesn't make sense like I don't believe that either and people think this because after Kate discovered Maddie was missing she was shouting they took her they took her which it yeah is. that's weird and like who is they <laughs> but I, I just found this so highly unlikely and I just think it's improbable but I mean obviously I'm no expert why did she say they who's they they took her who's they they took her is that more of like a general term like they took her someone took her but you'd be like someone took her i would be like she's gone she's gone oh my gosh i can't find her she's gone like i would be like someone took my child yeah not they 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 took they is very specific so that's kind of weird they could have like accidentally got involved yeah like if they were to like maybe they accidentally ran up on them and like the gang guys were like you know, don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, give us, give us your like, kid. Like, don't say anything or else we'll, like, take your child. And I don't know. Oh, okay, so they're pretty wealthy people. So, like, and, like, rich people, like, every now and then they may dapple in, like, some Coke or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I were rich, I'm just <laughs> Mom, no, I would never do drugs if I'm rich, okay? Don't think like, I would do that. You watch, like, I don't know, like... <laughs> I probably shouldn't be referencing, like, a fictional show. But, like, Outer Banks, like, no. for example, like, they're, they're filthy rich. So, like, every now and then they, they want some white powder and stuff. So maybe maybe they're, like, they're filthy rich. They're, like, we want we want to get a little crazy. We want some Coke. Like, but they're also doctors. <laughs> so do you think they would I do know, that? I feel like smart people wouldn't get involved with that. Like They're obviously really smart people. They're both doctors. Do we think they would dapple in cocaine? <laughs> do do we think that's real? Really wealthy. And they just they dabble every little. once in a while. I would think little. that is true, but I just, I just don't think I that they were involved. Know. I can't think of another reason why she would say they took her. Yeah, yeah. they like, took her I as weird. I seriously think if they if they did something to their child, like I think they like accidentally got involved. So yeah, no, like. I, I just don't think they were involved. Like, I don't think that, like, especially to the point where they had issues having kids. So, like, Maddie's kind of like their rainbow baby, their miracle baby. Why would they do anything to compromise her life? Like, truly, there's no motive. Like, I cannot think of any motive as to why they would kill their kid. But I'm getting caught up on the they took her. Like, yeah, that is, like, so that. weird. That is bizarre. Like, I'd be like, someone took my child or... She's gone. She's, gone. She's, gone. She's missing. Not they took her. Like yeah, they took her is weird. But I'm also like in the situation. How does anyone know how they're gonna react when yeah, their yeah. child goes missing? Who knows what they're gonna say? Like, she was in clear panic, so she could have been like, "They took her. They took her. They took her," mm, not even thinking yeah. about what she's saying. Yeah. You know, like in shock. No, no judgment, and then we judge. Why'd she say that? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Kate, why are you saying they took her? Who's they? Who's they? Who's they? Huh? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to leave that up to you guys, everyone listening, and you guys, if you guys think that Kate and Jerry McCann killed Maddie, whatever you think, we're going to post a reel. Also, shout out to my Instagram. Post a reel of what they both think happened after. The weird thing that you thought was weird? Yeah, the weird thing I thought was weird was that the window was open, but the back door was unlocked. So why would they take her through the window if the back door was unlocked? That was, we, that was my weird thing. Gotcha. Okay. Anyways, so now I'm going to tell you what I think happened. Okay. Buckle down, people. 
I don't think Kate and Jerry killed Maddie. <gasps> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. It's Jane. <laughs> it's Jane. There's not enough evidence against them, and there's no motive. But I do think it wasn't the best idea for them to get into that routine of leaving their children and alone in the apartment with the door and windows unlocked every night. But at this point, like, I know we're totally 100% judging, but, like, that's not really the problem at hand anymore. Like, she's already missing, and that's what she'd be focused on. Like, yeah, they made mistakes, but, like, their kid's gone. We can't be so focused on, oh, my gosh, they left their door unlocked, they left their kids every night at this time, got into this routine. It doesn't matter anymore because that is what caused her to probably be abducted. But, like, that's not really the issue anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The milk has been spilled. There's no point in crying over it. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's so true. <laughs> so one theory that I wanted to wait to mention until I gave my take on what happened seems to be the most plausible, at wait, least wait, to me. What's your take, though? You just I'm about like, to tell you my take. Okay. This is the theory that Listen I believe is take. right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so there is this man named Christian Bruckner. He is a German prisoner who was a prolific burglar and has been previously connected to sex crimes against young girls. Really messed up stuff. He was born in Germany in 1976, but moved to Portugal in his late teens. He would have lived in Portugal between 1995 and 2007 and worked in the food industry. He is described as being a six-foot-tall, slim, white man with short blonde hair. This sort of matches Jane Tanner's description of the man who was carrying the child in the pink pajamas, except she described him as as having dark hair, but it was dark when she saw him. So I don't really think that's a huge discrepancy. That's true. I I can see that being, like, a mishap. Yeah, yeah, I I see that. Because he was still a tall, slim man, and I think that's the biggest part. So, he was only recently declared a suspect in the case by Portuguese police in April 2022. Oh my gosh, you're joking. So, like, mm, over a year ago? A little over a year ago? Not that long ago. So he was already in prison in Germany for the rape of a 72-year-old woman in, get this, the same resort the McCanns were staying at. So he's already connected to that resort for a sex crime. What? What? Yeah. And he has also now been charged with multiple sex offenses that took place between 2000 and 2007 in Portugal. Oh, my. Okay, so keep listening. Police in Germany, so police in Germany, claimed that they have concrete evidence that Madeline is dead, though this hasn't been proved yet. They haven't really said anything other than that they have it, but they haven't said what it is, which is so weird. I don't know why. So German police also claimed to have found new evidence linked to Madeline inside a van belonging to Christian. He had reportedly been using a yellow and white VW T3 Westphalia camper van in and around Praia de Luz, specifically around the resort where the McCanns were holidaying at the time Madeline vanished. German prosecutors say that the cell tower data shows Christian Bruckner received a phone call on May 3rd, 2007, near the Praia de Luz holiday apartment in which Maddie went missing. Oh my. <laughs> bro. Okay, Lock bro. him up. Lock him up. Yeah. That's it. That's well, it. he's already in prison. Kill him. <laughs> kill him she goes i i support what is it the death penalty the death penalty <laughs> i support the death penalty get like a hard confession from this man so however 
he claims to have been miles from the scene with oh, a young German woman. Sure. Term. <laughs> and where's this young German woman? That can they, I don't know. They never say her name or anything. Well, he should say her name so they can ask her. They might be asking her, but like they haven't released that yeah, information. We just should. So what I think happened is that Christian Bruckner was doing what he always did. He sat and watched the McCanns and their friends on their vacation and learned their routines. He knew that they had a little girl and that she was left unattended every night at the same time for the perfect amount of time for him to seize the opportunity to take her. I think in between the shifts of parents going to check on kids, Christian opened the window and just kind of like took a sleeping Maddie from her bed very gently so that she stayed asleep. And then he carried her across the street where Jane Tanner saw him and he continued to hurry down the street towards his van. After that, I'm honestly not 100% sure what happened, but in my opinion, I think Madeline McCann is for sure dead. It's been 16 years, so I think the odds of finding her alive, especially if the theory I believe is true, is very unlikely. I either think that she's no longer alive or she was sold into child sex trafficking by Christian Bruckner. Oh my gosh. Is kind of my opinion. Because, like, it seems like they kind of haven't really brought up his name until now. But, like, it just seems super likely. He hasn't come forward. He denies being involved in it. But, like... No, it's the perfect crime. Like, he, like... Everything connects so easily yeah yeah and i will say that the evidence against christian bruckner is pretty sufficient especially if the german police what they're saying they have is for real like if they actually have this concrete evidence Mm -hmm. that she's dead and that there's stuff linking her to his van yeah i hope that's true and i hope that the portugal police take the evidence and accusations against him seriously in order to solve this mystery and they, I hope they apologize to her parents. Yeah, because I don't think they did it. Uh, or not Matt, Kate and, Kate and Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. No, that theory, I feel like that is like a hundred percent true. Because like predators and like rapists, like they don't. I don't know. Yeah. It's like an addiction; they can't stop. Yeah, so I th- him watching the family and like watching the routine and like eyeing the little girl, like that just makes sense. Especially his tie to that seven. 70- two-year-old woman who was staying at that in the same resort it's gotta be i feel like that's the most obvious like Mm -hmm. evidence because it's like he obviously did the same thing and he knew like watched her routine like figured out when she was alone so right go yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like since killing wasn't really in his mo he's never killed anyone Mm -hmm. honestly like the most likely thing might be that he sold her because he's in prison now there's no way she's been alive this whole time in his possession because yeah. he can't take care of her. So honestly, the theory that he sold her into sex trafficking might be the most likely just because killers don't start with just like the one person, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. he would have continued. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think I just think she probably she's probably in sex trafficking or she's just not alive either way. But it's really well, she was like sex trafficked and then. And then, like, died along the way. Gosh, I hope she didn't survive so long, because that'd be terrible if she was really nice. I know. It's honestly really sad, but I know that this case doesn't really relate to the wrongful conviction aspect of the podcast, but, like, I just wanted to show how wrongful accusations can ruin a case, because the police were so focused on Kate and Jerry McCann, 
that I think it led them to lose out on a lot of substantial leads that could have possibly led to a resolution to this case at this point. Obviously, there are some other factors like a lack of evidence like in her room and the language barrier that provided challenges. But ultimately, I believe investigators definitely got tunnel vision and didn't focus on other suspects Why until this point. Like for fingerprints on the window or anything. I think that they, oh, I don't know that they did. That would have been so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But like, it's just like so upsetting. And like, it's been, it was in 2007, it's been 16 years. Like, and now they're finally like, oh, this oh, guy might have done it. But, like, there's nothing really on it yet. They don't know for sure. I bet her parents are just, like, sitting there just waiting for answers. Yeah. And, like, her siblings are, like, older now. And that's the other thing about the sex trafficking theory. I think they left the twins because they were just too young. Like, a lot of people ask, why not take all three of the kids? Well, if it was only one person, you couldn't have taken all three of them. And you sex trafficking, like, child sex trafficking little babies aren't as valued. Right? So, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's so sad. I don't know much about that topic, sorry to say. I'm glad I don't know much about that topic. I don't want to know anything on that topic. But that is the story of the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Thoughts? You guys have any any other final thoughts before we close this out? That's wild. I honestly, I, I don't know. I just feel sad for her parents. Like, I feel like. I don't know, they're not receiving answers and it's just, like, little pieces of evidence. And, like, to think that, like, they have evidence and they're not doing anything, that has to be so frustrating. Like, you're just sitting there, like, like you have this, like, act. And I don't know, that's just... Yeah, I feel so yeah. I feel gross now. It's so, so sad. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, even though it was pretty dull and really sad. It definitely feels good to be back, and I'm so glad I was finally able to sit down with these lovely ladies to find some time for it. Make sure to watch the Netflix documentary on this case, The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. It goes way more in-depth with a lot of the theories I discussed and is super insightful. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at But Did They Do It Pod. We're going to be posting a few things, and they're going to give, Mo and Lauren are going to give their thoughts on what happened. And then I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound like me. Bye. <laughs>